Everett's greatest hits, sports, and more. KRKO Everett. It's a Monday night, uh, almost sunny Monday night here in downtown Everett. It is time for Prep Sports Weekly here on KRKL. Tom Lafferty is my name. Steve Willits is his name. Absolutely. How are you? You good? Two, two weeks on the road. So, yeah, the boys are back in town. Was that your uh, your ode to the Everett Aqua Sox you coming bet. back? You bet. A little thin Lizzie. Well, we in. like we like some thin Lizzie. <laughs> yeah. Good, good uh, forgotten band from back in the day. It, it is. We didn't forget how to do Prep Sports Weekly, though. Did no, we yeah, we didn't. And we didn't forget that it's baseball season. We didn't intend this to be a, a totally all baseball show, but kind of turned out that way. We tried to line up another interview that fell through, but we're gonna uh, we're gonna talk a little baseball tonight. Sounds good. Today's show brought to you by Erickson Furniture, the Snohomish County PUD, Glass by Lund, Ace Hardware Stores in Lake Stevens, Everett, and Stanwood, GSR Rental in Monroe, Dale Wagner Law Office, and Allstate Insurance Agent Brian Reedon. Who do we have on the show tonight? Coming up on the show tonight, as uh, you may or may not know, listening out there, the uh, the district tournaments all wrapped up this past weekend. We had what two A district one tournament, three A district one, and then of course the by district tournament for the four A teams. And unfortunately, a rough go for our four A Wesco teams around here. Yeah, they kind of took a yeah took didn't a powder. weren't able to get anybody in there, but we did have some other teams that made it. In fact, we had two teams that won district championships, and we'll hear from them as well as two other uh, coaches. We're going to start off by talking to the Linwood Royals baseball team. They defeated Edmonds Woodway on Saturday by a score of one to zero in eight innings, so they won extras uh, in the district championship game over at Funco Field. We're going to hear from uh, head coach Scott Watson, uh, one of their assistant coaches Todd Coleman, and four of the players: uh, Mason Lane. Tommy McMahon, Jace Hampson, and Keenan Masters. Uh, the segment following that, we're going to hear from the Edmonds Woodway coach because they did lose the championship game. However, they also punched their ticket for state. Yep. Dan Somoza, the uh, head coach for the Warriors, he's been on our show before, uh, does a fantastic job over there. Uh, we'll find out what uh, how he's feeling, how their team's looking, and they've got a game, I think, what is it, tomorrow? Tomorrow. tomorrow the the play-in game. Uh, so we're going to talk to him. We'll then talk to uh, Xander Klaus, who is the coach for the Archbishop Murphy's boys uh, baseball team. And this is kind of a cool story. I should back up for a minute, too. Linwood and Archbishop Murphy both winning the district titles. Linwood at 3A, Archbishop Murphy at 2A. The Linwood head coach, Scott Watson, took the job at Linwood, I think, two weeks before the season started. I think Xander, who's an alum at Murphy, he's coaching at his alma mater, I think he was officially hired as a coach right before the season started. So they're both first-year coaches as far as head coaching, both oh. taking their teams to a championship. Archbishop Murphy won three games last season in a shortened season. Uh, so they went from three games to winning the district championship. They ran the table and uh, won up there in the northwest uh, portion of the uh, the state, and uh, we'll talk to their head coach. And then finally, uh, we're going to talk to the Stanwood baseball head coach, Mark Brennan. They qualified for uh, the state tournament for the first time in over 20 years, so well, I'm sure that he's pretty excited about what they've been able to do. I think he's in his third or fourth year at the helm there. Yeah, so a lot of, of young guys. A lot of, well, I, I wouldn't say that. A couple of the guys have been around <laughs> okay. for a while. They're older than I am, and I'm not a young guy. So, uh, But uh, Xander Klaus is a young guy. He's 27, yeah. I think. But the other two guys, uh, also new to their jobs, and uh, all three of them, taking their teams to the state tournament, so it's a pretty big deal. Today's show brought to you by the Buzz In Steakhouse, Hattrick Northwest, the law office of Russell and Hill, Mike Dixon, Farmers Insurance, Screen Printing Northwest, and by Hometown Handyman. 
The Linwood Royals baseball team is the District 1 3A champions of 2022. And joining us right now, four of the players, and we're also going to hear from the manager here in just a moment. Let's go around and have these guys introduce themselves first. Name what year you are in school and what position or positions you play. I'm Keenan Masters, uh, sophomore, center field, and pitcher. Uh, Jace Hampson, sophomore, uh, shortstop, infielder, pitcher. I'm Mason Lane, senior, third baseman, and first baseman. I'm Tommy McMahon, I'm a senior, and I'm a utility player. I played it all. He plays it all, does it all, and these guys have won it all. Hey, guys, tell me a little bit about what this season has been like for you. You didn't even have a, a manager until about two weeks before the season started. Weren't really sure what to expect. It's a loaded Wesco this year. Um, Keenan, for you, you're one of the starting pitchers on this team. What were the expectations for the, the group coming in this year? Um, you know, we knew we had a good team coming into the season. Um, there was some up and downs in the beginning of the season, but I felt like we've really turned the corner and uh, been a true competitor late in the season. Okay, Jace, for you, I know you were coming off an injury there. I know you had a big freshman year, so you got a little taste of varsity last year. For you personally, I mean, as a, as a sophomore now, and I know you've already got some college offers, I think, University of Oregon, are you committed? Committed? Is that correct? Yes, sir. i got to make it, though. Okay, you got to make it still. I like the attitude there. So for you... Looking as a freshman last year, how much was that experience vital for you in becoming a sophomore and, and still playing at the varsity level at a high level? I mean, last year, I got to give it to all our seniors, though. Like, they brought us freshmen out, me, Keenan, Gavin. When we didn't know anybody here, they brought us out practice before the season, and that's how we really got comfortable with the guys, and we are just playing the game. So let's go ahead and talk about the, the district playoff here for a moment. I'm, I'm going to save Mason here for just a moment because he had a big hit in the eighth inning. Your semifinal game, you guys are playing against Meadowdale. You win that game and you clinch a spot to state. Tommy, you, you know Meadowdale, right? I mean, that's a team that you guys have, have been battling with over the years. I'm guessing most of you guys kind of grew up in the same neighborhoods and you've played against each other. Talk about that game a little bit and what it meant to get that victory and how much you guys uh, were able to celebrate that, even though you knew you still had a you still had a championship game. But at that point in time, you've already punched your ticket, right? Yeah. Well, of course, it felt good to like secure the state appearance. It felt good to beat Meadowdale because we had just lost to them. And so they were, they were, we were going back and forth with them, talking it up, and it felt good to finally beat them again. You beat them, you get to the district championship game. And, and Mason, it was a game in which it was a pitcher's duel. I mean, we kind of knew that going in too, right? We knew Leon was, was going to be on the bump for you guys. Gibby Marshall Inman has been outstanding for Edmonds Woodway. You knew that runs weren't going to be easy to come by. You guys end up going into the eighth inning. Take me through the at-bat. I guess maybe I should start with Tommy here on this one. First, Tommy, you let things off in the eighth inning, correct? Yeah. So, so what, did, what did you see in uh, what, getting on base? You knew you were representing the game-winning run, so take me through your at-bat. Well, I knew I had the best part of the order behind me, so I knew I had to get on, and I knew Keenan would put me over, and that's what I did. I got on, and Keenan did his job, and then Mason brought me home. Okay, so Keenan, uh, you get up to the plate there. You know you got a guy in first base. You know that it's the winning run. It's the bottom half of the inning. What, what was your mentality? What, what were you looking for? Um, you know, when me and Tommy went onto the on-deck circle before the inning started, I told him that we were going to end it right there, and as I saw him get on, I knew my job was just to move him over, and I just got the bunt down, and it worked out. So he lays the bunt down, Mason. You come up. Tommy's on second base. Scoring run is in winning position for a district championship at Funco Field. A lot of drama there, a lot of eyes on you. Were, were you nervous at all? Um, no. I, uh, I was very clear-minded at the plate. Um, and when I got up to the plate, I was like, I was thinking he's going to throw me a curveball. And he shook off the first pitch and then threw me a fastball. And then right when I saw that, set dead red and drove into right center and got the job done. 
So when he shook it off, did you think that was the, that he was going to the curveball, or the, did you know that the fastball was coming at that point? Yeah, I actually did think he was going to the curveball there, but um, once I saw it come out of his hands, fastball, I was like, sweet, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Did, did you know right away that it was it was a game winner? Yeah, I did. As soon as it, I hit it right over the second baseman's head, I knew it. I pointed at my coach, and all rest is history. So did you did you get mobbed out in the field? Was it one of those classic scenes where you guys are district champs? You just got the winning hit. I mean, it, most people dream about a moment like that. You get to have one. So what was that like at that point? Um, did these guys come and grab you or what? Yeah, they, they came and grabbed me. Um, one of my teammates, Gavin, actually tackled me to the ground. And then everyone <laughs> else came on top of me. And emotions were very high there. What was it like for the sophomores over here? Let's talk to these guys. Keenan, uh, obviously, uh, again, you played as a freshman, but now that you're a sophomore, all of a sudden you guys are standing there in the middle of Funko Field. Mm -hmm. Edmonds Woodway's over to the side. They've already lost the game. You guys are winning it. Uh, take me through that moment for you and what it was like. Yeah, I mean, that moment was awesome. Um, we didn't have playoffs last year, so it was definitely great to have it this year. And um, we split with Edmonds Woodway later, or earlier in the season, actually. And uh, we thought we should have won that game, so it was really awesome to end up winning that last game. And I think I overheard you talking to your teammates here a moment ago. School today, what was that like? I've got to think that uh, some folks noticed uh, noticed the situation and what happened over the weekend. You mentioned that a few teachers even might have uh, commented on it. Yeah. Yeah, a few teachers came up to me and said some stuff and also some students, so it was really cool to get that recognition. The favorite moment of the day in terms of walking the halls? Uh, teachers giving me some hugs. Okay. <laughs> Jace, you mentioned that you were, you were having some uh, conversations with people after school today. Were, were people making references to it? Yeah, everybody heard about it, and they're just, it's like walking around like a celebrity. Everybody's staring at you. You can't go in between classes without giving a couple fist bumps, and a nice job. Absolutely. Tell us about this team a little bit. I want to get some other names out here. And Kenya, maybe I'll start with you. You're a starting pitcher. Uh, tell me about, Le first of all, Leon's last name is, you, you, you got me the pronunciation a minute ago. I think Kamantigi. We think it's Kamantigi. He started and went six innings. He's not here for the interview right now, so I'm going to have you talk about him a little bit. The two of you have been kind of the main starters, I think, this year off and on. Tell me about the starters in general. First of all, tell me about Leon. What makes him such a good pitcher? And then maybe cover the rest of the starters. Yeah. So throughout the whole seasons, Leon's probably been our most consistent pitcher. He consistently just throws strikes and just gets the job done so I felt like he's done a really good job okay and let me I'll have Jace talk about you here a little bit too tell me about this guy here Mr. Masters what kind of a pitcher he's disgusting I mean you got low eights from the left side he's got this dirty changeup that I don't know how people touch it and <clears throat> his curveball just it's un, you don't have any words for it you know it's disgusting. <laughs> so, Keenan, reciprocate for me a little bit. Tell me about Jace Hampson. What kind of a pitcher? Well, Jace obviously is the hardest thrower on our team, and he's an Oregon State or Oregon commit for a reason. So, um, yeah, he throws lots of strikes as well and gets the job done closing the game. What other pitchers are we talking about when we look out there? Who, what are the relief pitchers do we have on this team? I mean, we got Mr. Hollywood, Tommy McMahon. Yeah, he's he likes to flex his little curveball thing. And we got Mason Lane. Mason Lane, he's just... He puts the ball over the plate, lets his defense play behind him. He's Mr. Reliable. Can I, Mr. Reliable and Mr. Hollywood over here. We didn't talk pitching with him because I know they, they both play out in the field, too. I want you guys to maybe talk about some of the other players on this team. Mason, tell me about the outfield. Who, who are we watching for a Linwood Royals game? Um, on the outfield, we got Mr. Freshman Sergio. <laughs> Makes very acrobatic plays in the outfield. And um, when the ball's hit and play over there, you just you always know he's going to make a play. And then we got uh, Keenan Masters in center. He always He's got a strong arm. And then um, we got Colin in the right field, who uh, always makes the good routes, and all of them are all very reliable. 
nothing to say. Okay, Tommy, I'm going to save the infield for you. Tell me who we're looking at on the inner, inner part of the diamond. So on, on our team, we have a lot of utility players. Everyone plays everywhere, but we got me, Mason, Jace, Leon, That's and we got Jackson behind the dish. But like when I'm pitching, it's just so reliable to have a good defense behind you. You're you're more calm and you're you're confident that they're going to make plays for you. So, so I'll ask this as an open question. Mount Spokane, do we know much about them yet? You've got a you got a few days to get ready, but I'm seeing some head shaking right now. But do you, now we live in a day and age where you guys have more access to things with video and whatnot. Mason, when do you start scouting for them, and how much will you know by the time that game rolls around? Um, we got to start scouting them as soon as possible and see what their pitching is so we can hit off them and then see what their weaknesses are at the hitting side and the pitching side. So there we go. I'm going to let these four guys go. They've got to go to practice here. We're going to talk to Coach in a minute. Gentlemen, congratulations. You're district champs. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We go from talking to the players now to talking to the coaches who are standing by here. Scott Watson, the head coach for this team, and then Todd Coleman, who is the assistant coach. And Scott, you and I were talking, you got hired, what, two weeks before the season started? I sure did. I got hired two weeks uh, before the season. I heard the job was open, thought I'd go for it. I've been wanting to get back into high school ball, and um, it worked out. And... Uh, now, you do realize that there are coaches in this league who go a decade or more without ever winning a district championship. You roll in here two weeks before the season, you're already a district champion. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty surreal, actually. Um, you know, we have, we, have a, we have a good group of kids, and, you know, we have, a, we have an awesome coaching staff. I was able to uh, bring with me some of the coaches that coach with me, um, you know, with the Seattle Wave, and... Uh, We've been coaching together for a long time, so I think that's a plus, and you take that with, you know, uh, some really good kids. It, it creates some good synergy. So You've been with the WAVE program for, I think, a couple decades, right? Yeah, about 20. We started it 22 years ago. Okay, so 22 years. You've coached at Edmonds Community College. You've been around the block, so to speak, around here. Did you know much about this particular team before you took the job? I did not. I, in fact, I, I walked out of a coffee shop and uh, I heard the job was open after a phone call from Andrew Waters, who had coached at Malik Terrace for years, a good friend of mine who I respect. And uh, uh, I gave uh, Mr. Uh, Paul Keene a phone call and left a message. He called me back and had an interview and I went in and interviewed and, you know, that was it. I mean, so how quickly did you notice that this team was kind of special and that, hey, this isn't just any ordinary baseball team. This is a team that might go a little ways this year. Yeah, well, I knew in the beginning there was there was a, a core. Um, but you, know, you have a new staff, right? And, uh, you know, we, I mean, we sort of butted heads, for lack of a better term, in the beginning. I mean, kind of not really, but we did. You know, we had a couple big uh, uh, sit-down meetings and um, – you know, but we learn from it too as coaches, uh, and, and you know they have great personalities, and um, uh, yeah, it's it's been fun. You know, it's it's been a lot of fun. So, so when does Todd Coleman and maybe some of the others uh, join you at that point? I'm obviously, like you said, you're kind of throwing this whole thing together. You didn't know the job was even open until two wow. weeks before the season started. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a mad dash for paperwork, right? I mean. Coach Coleman over there and, and Coach Ashley Yo and Jack Underhill and Aaron Schofield. You know, there's five of us and and we're just we're playing uh, phone tag and email tag and hey you gotta get this done, deadlines here, and you know, test this, test that, you know, all sorts of things. So uh, we had to get qualified, if you will. Sure. Todd, Todd you get that call from, from coach over here. 
I just got the Linwood job. I'm, I'm heading over there to, to Royal Country. Are you coming with me? What's So what was that like for you? I didn't even blink at all. I was on board right away. We've been coaching together for many, many years, and we've got, you know, 20 plus years under our belt, so it's not our first rodeo here. And to have an opportunity like this show up on my plate, it was a no-brainer. Tell me about this guy over here. Tell me what makes him such a good manager of a baseball team. He, yeah, plug your ears, coach. <laughs> <laughs> he is plugging his ears right now. By it, it's his discipline in, in the process and focus on the process and not on the outcome. And not just building and coaching and training great baseball players, but also making them, you know, significant human beings and better human beings and mm -hmm. teaching them life skills as we go through this as well. So this is a tremendous platform for us to be able to do that. And coach, uh, I'm, I'm assuming there's mutual respect here. It sounds like you're, you're pretty high in this guy as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no doubt. Coach, uh, you know, he's he's a mentor to me. Uh, the, the funny thing is, you know, him and, and Coach O, they're two of my biggest mentors and they, I'm always bouncing things off them. And, you know, I was just telling someone the other day, every decision we make, um, you know, pitching move, lineup, we do it as a staff. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty special. But, yeah, Coach Coleman brings a lot of wisdom to the table. He's a very smart man. Well, it's good to have smart people in the right places. You're going to need it this weekend. you got a, a big tournament coming up. Don't know if you've heard, but you're, uh, you're, heading, down to, you're heading down to Vancouver on Saturday. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think Did you get the 10 a.m. game? Or not Vancouver. I'm sorry. Oh, you're at Mount Sai High School. I'm sorry. My, my apologies. Too many baseball teams to cover here. Not so far, but at the same time, Mount Sai is still not exactly right down the street here. So, first of all, what time is the game against Mount Spokane? I believe it's 1 o'clock. Okay, so you got the later afternoon game at least. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I know it's 10 a.m. and then 1 a.m. and then the two winners of those games have to play immediately afterwards. Where do you stand on that? I know some people would rather have the, the morning game and then they can figure out we're either going home or we didn't stick around to watch. Some people would rather be able to get a little extra sleep. Where, where are you at in that process? I don't really have an opinion, to be honest. I haven't thought about it that much. 1 o'clock suits me just fine. I think we'll be we'll be ready. We'll prepare all week, and just another game for us. That's the mindset we're going to take. So, and you talked about preparation, and, and Todd, maybe I'll have you talk, take this one. When does that begin in terms of when do you start looking up information as far as who that team is? For you guys, you have so much experience between the two of you and your coaching staff. Are there phone calls being made to other coaches around the area? How how do you get ready for a state tournament game? No, we focus on us right here, right now, at in our house. We don't focus on the opponent. We polish up our skills, compete within ourselves, and we go out there and we take our game to them. Play your game and let everything else fall where it may. That's right. That, you know, they're out of our control. Yeah. But what we do here, how we train and how we practice and how we prepare is directly under our control. And that's what we focus on. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's, it's, that's one of the things, just the second what he said is, is yes, there is an opponent, but we're, we're playing against ourselves, you know, minimizing mistakes and, and uh, just making sure we do things right. You know, we can't control what they do, so. We will find out again. It's a 1 o'clock game on Saturday. We Make sure we get the location right. Mount Si High School. And uh, it's going to be Linwood versus Mount Spokane. Gentlemen, thank you for your time. Congratulations on everything you've accomplished thus far. Hopefully next week we're talking about you guys going to the, uh, the state semifinals. Best wishes. There you go. Yeah, they've uh, yeah. I get all my schools mixed up there. It's I just <laughs> rushed back. <laughs> I just rushed back into town. Uh, there's all these tournaments going on this weekend. So yeah, they're going to uh, to Mount Si High School. They're going to play Mount Spokane. So that makes it even more confusing, right? And if they win that game, they would play the winner of Lake Washington, who's the number two seed in the state. Yeah. And Lake Washington's either going to play Gig Harbor or Edmonds Woodway. The two of them have to play each other in a play-in game to get to Lake Washington. 
And uh, of, of the five schools I just mentioned, only one of them is going to come out of the weekend and go to the final four in the state semifinal championships the following weekend. So single elimination for baseball. It's always kind of fun when you right. get down to this round of 16 and anything can happen in any game. And sometimes it just depends on who's on the mound and one one base hit one way or one ball that just goes foul by a couple inches. And it, it's exciting stuff. So it should be a fun time. And the state championships are where you just were. Are they at Giza Stadium this yeah, year they are. in yeah. Tri City or in yeah. Pasco? Yeah, did not even realize that. But yeah, first things first, they got to get through that. But yeah. just a really cool story. This is a Linwood team that I think we kind of knew coming in. I knew that they had some really good young players. Jay Sampson had a really nice year as a freshman. He's already committed to Oregon. Keenan Masters, Tommy McMahon, some of those other guys, and uh, yeah, I knew that they had a core, but I didn't know if they could take it all the way, especially with so many tough schools in that Westco 3A for Linwood to come out on top. That was a big deal. Let's keep talking baseball. We're going to keep talking, and we just mentioned Edmonds Woodaway has a play-in game. Uh, this is the fourth straight different season. I can't say fourth straight year because we didn't have playoffs the last two years because of COVID. Right. But Edmonds Woodaway has been to the state tournament now four straight years. We're going to talk to Dan Somoza, who has been at the uh, the helm of this team for a while now, and he's been there for the uh, the ride. We'll do it next. Prep Sports Weekly right here on KRKO. Justice is easy if you know what to do. The Law Offices of Russell and Hill are proud sponsors of the KRKO Prep Sports Student Athlete of the Month. These student athletes have demonstrated excellence on the field of play and in the classroom. Russell and Hill believes in being part of your community and salutes those who give the extra effort. Russell and Hill will fight for you. Call 800-0842. The first impression is the most important, so trust your first impression to Screen Printing Northwest. Get your logo embroidered on a shirt or hat. Make a statement with custom screen printed shirts and hoodies for your business, school, or event. And relax knowing that your first impression is in the hands of the area's experts for a quarter century. Screen Printing Northwest in downtown Everett. Online at ScreenPrintingNW.com. That's ScreenPrintingNW.com. At KRKO, now more than ever, we all need to find a reason to smile. It is against the law in Alaska to awaken a sleeping bear. They actually have a law on the books. Is that really necessary? Doesn't that situation pretty much take care of itself? It's Tim Hunter, mornings 6 to 9 on KRKO, when you can use a little smile to start your day. Mike Dixon with Farmers Insurance knows that good coverage counts. Whether you're running through the defense to the end zone, finding a good position for the game-winning three-pointer, or if the neighbors need to refine their fastball. And here comes the pitch. Oh, sorry. Coverage is important. Call Mike Dixon to find out what coverage is best for you, and pretty soon you'll be Stixon with Dixon. That's Mike Dixon with Farmers Insurance in Old Town Local TO. Call 425-375-0860 today because coverage counts. Snohomish PUD has been energizing life in our communities for over 70 years. That's why your PUD is a proud supporter of broadcasting Western Conference High School athletics in our community. Congratulations to our local student-athletes for excelling in sports and academics. Your PUD offers several ways to help you save energy and lower your bill. The PUD offers instant rebates on energy-saving home improvements and special low prices on efficient home products. Check out snopud.com or visit marketplace.snopud.com for ways to save.
And Prep Sports Weekly continues here on this Monday night. Tom Lafferty along with Steve Willits. We like the baseball team tonight. We do. We just talked to the Linwood Royals baseball team, the team that won the district championship. We're now going to talk to the coach who lost the district championship game. However, it's a good news, bad news thing. Bad news, they lost the championship. The good news, they still qualified for state. And uh, he knows a thing or two about getting to the state tournament. Dan Samoza from the Edmonds Woodway Warriors. Coach, uh, first of all, thank you for being on. And congratulations in getting back to the state tournament. Oh, thank you very much. It's uh appreciate you having me on, and it's been quite a journey these past two years off, so um, it's nice to get back again. I'm really excited about it. Yeah, I can imagine, and that was going to be my first question right out of the shoot. so you just led right into it. You've been at this for a while. Um, never quite like this, though. I mean, you've got some seniors who I know have been with you for uh, for quite some time, and to have them get this opportunity after not having a season two years ago, after not having a postseason last year, is it more meaningful than it's ever been before in terms of the teams you've taken in the past? Yeah, I think more than ever. Just the stuff they've been through um, and to have this, always our goal is to make state each year and for them to achieve this and go through all the hardships they've had to go through the past couple of years. And um, it's just fun to see for these seniors and also the younger kids too. So, um, you know, some of the juniors didn't get much of a chance either. So, um, and it's, it's just been a great year and hopefully we can keep it rolling here in the state. Well, and tell us a little bit about Saturday. I mean, obviously, it didn't quite get the results you wanted. The nice thing is that you had already punched your ticket to state by winning the semifinal game, and you took care of Mount Lake Terrace rather easily in that one. Uh, obviously, it's a bonus game, and you always want to win it. You want to put that banner up. But uh, talk a little bit about the mentality after the game in terms of getting through it and now trying to get the guys refocused and, and ready for ultimately what's the bigger prize ahead. Yeah, that was an outstanding pitching duel. It was 1-0 and could have gone either way, and they happened to get the big hit, and we didn't. But the nice thing is that we already qualified for state, so didn't have to play a play-in game. Um, and, but I just told the guys, hey, um, we've been doing this all year. And flip the page, and let's start all new. It's a brand-new season now. So um, districts have nothing to do with how you do in state. So I'm super excited about this opportunity to get in there. So. And the kids are excited about it. No, so def- we do have to do a playing game on Tuesday for State. This is the first time they've done that this year, so it's really different. Yeah, and we should talk about that because it used to be a 16-team tournament, so if you made it yeah. in the past, you would go straight to the round of 16 where you would hope to play two games over the weekend. If you win the first, you get to play a second. Now, for a lot of the teams, you have to play this playing game, which you have to do, and you guys are almost, to me, it feels like, you're almost set up perfectly for if you were able to get to that round of 16 because... So much yeah. of getting out of the round of 16 all the way to the round of four is having two, not one, but two strong starting pitchers to throw out there. And you got two of the better ones in the area, quite frankly. Gibby Marshall Inman, uh, as well as uh, your, your other pitcher, uh, Jacob Gabler, have just been phenomenal all season and really ever since they've been at Edmonds Woodway. Uh, talk a little bit about the, the play-in game now and what it means to have to get through this game and not even get a chance to get to the, you know, a place, a, a, a location that's, you know, a situation where you've got all four teams waiting for you in one place now. Yeah, it, it, it's definitely different. Um, we rolled just two days after districts, which we're used to having a whole week off to prepare and know who you're going to play. But um, you know, we don't know who's going to be. So, but we got Gabler going Tuesday, and I feel pretty confident about it. And uh, both those guys have been absolute uh, horses. One A, one B. I've never had two pitchers as dynamic as these two on one year. So. They make me look like a good coach, so <laughs> it's pretty easy to coach with those guys on the mound. So, and their their stats are just unreal. So it's been fun to watch both of them pitch, and they push each other. And uh, I feel so confident with either one on the mound. So I'm 
looking forward to getting through Tuesday, and we're just taking care of that, not worrying about Saturday until it happens, you know. So we couldn't do anything about the seedings, how they chose it, um, you know, and that's just how it goes. So we look at it, we get one extra game to play. <laughs> well, I guess if you're going to play an extra game, the one nice thing is it's not at a neutral site like the, the round of 16 will be at, but yeah. you did get a home game out of it. Gig Harbor has to come your way rather than the other way around. So yeah, kind of nice for your seniors that. to get one more home game. Yeah, I mean, we thought we were done playing at home, so um, we're super excited to get there and play play there again. And uh, we've had a lot of games at our field this year, and uh, we feel confident there. And, uh, you know, it's funny, I don't think we played an away game within the first 10 games or so this year because everybody switched it over to our field, which is really nice. Give me, without giving away too much, because you never know who's listening, Gig Harbor might be tuning in, but give us a couple sentences about Gabler and about Marshall Inman. What What makes each of them so special? Yeah, uh, Jacob Gabler is just, you know, he's very stone-faced. He's just a super competitor. He just doesn't say a lot, but he just attacks hitters, and that's what makes him special. He's got a fastball in the low 90s um, and a good curveball, and uh, he fills his own up, which makes him special. Um, I think he's had like 90 strikeouts this year, which is unreal for one year. And, uh, you know, he's just fun to watch him pitch. And then on the other hand, you have – J.B. Marshall Inman, who's, you know, they're both 6'6", six, six, so, or 6'5". I don't know how tall they are. I'm short, so they make me look really short. <laughs> but uh, J.B. is just smooth. He has an amazing command of his curveball. He's got an amazing changeup in the fastball, you know, and he can sit anywhere from 86 to 92, so, um, and he fills up that zone, too. So both kids throw strikes, and they don't let in runs, and they both have ERAs under a .5, which is, ridiculous <laughs> so um yeah i mean both of them are amazing high school players are going to be outstanding college players and they're great human beings and uh gibby always anytime i hand him the ball i know he's going to give us give the team the best so and overall they're both real team players so and they're great leaders i'd say for both of them so and really led the way remind me again marshall inman's going to oregon state he's going to oregon city and jacob gabler's going to bellevue college okay Two, two pretty good baseball schools right there. Yes, very good baseball schools. Well, give us some other names. Who else are we watching if we go to the game on Tuesday? Uh, we're watching, um, you know, there's so many, so I don't want to leave anybody out. But we got Jack in the outfield, left field, been our full hitter. He bunts, he hits, did a lot of doubles, got crazy energy. He's really fun to watch play. Um, Grant, our shortstop's only made one air all year. It's just crazy. And so um, to watch him play has been real fun. And then we have uh, – Jen Simon, um, outfield first baseman, lefties, come up with some big hits for us here in the playoffs. And, uh, um, you know, Lane Corsi at second, senior. It's just a good group of guys all around. I'm sure I'm missing out on some here. But, um, you know, and we have an amazing catcher, Thomas, as a sophomore. And you always want some guys that come out of nowhere, and he is one of them. We weren't expecting that. He's won the starting job as a catcher, and he's done a great job. So, yeah. And then in relief, if we need him, is Jonah, and he's had a great year for us. Um, pitching and closing, so and we're going to need him here in the state. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely, Jonah Brower right there. Yes, Jonah Brower. Yep. Well, and and I know we've mentioned these guys before, but that, they've been such a big part of what you do over there. Give me the assistance names again. Uh, well, got a whole bunch. You ready for this? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I've had uh, Larry Meineker, who's been with me forever. His son Chris played at Stanford, um, and there's also Evans with like kid. Will Budnick, who does everything for me. We have Robley Corsi, Little League, you know, coach hero. <laughs> um, took that team to the World Series, brings great insight. And then we also have a couple players that I used to coach too, which is pretty fun, and Dominic Maris and Vaughn Ferguson. And then also we have 
Taylor Nakamura. So we got a whole bunch of coaches. So I'm lucky. People actually want to coach with me. It makes it easy for me. <laughs> Very cool. Well, and one last question, too, from me. Do we know anything about Gig Harbor? Obviously, it's a quick turnaround. You yeah. just found out who you're playing a couple days ago. So. Yeah, if you know someone who does, please <laughs> let me know because I can't find anybody who does. So I'm trying. I'm burning the phones. I'm looking up stats online. So we're going to do our best. But when it comes down to it, it's just play our game, and uh, I think we can beat anybody. That's just our attitude. Um, you know, give it all effort and attitude, and I think our guys are going to play well tomorrow. So, well, and again, that's if anybody wants, that's a, a state playoff game actually now. So yep. tomorrow at Edmonds Woodway, four o'clock. The weather's looking like it's going to be fairly nice tomorrow. Finally, <laughs> <laughs> you're picking the right day. If you'd played the day after, yes. we'd be a little worried. But Edmonds Woodway versus Gig Harbor, uh, Dan Samosa again. Fourth time in a row you've gone to state, and uh, oh, by the way, I'd be remiss if we didn't mention this because I know Tom and I talked about it. You got to play at uh, at T-Mobile Park again this year. Oh yeah, that was a special event. I had half my team said it was the most amazing baseball experience they'd had in their life. Um, so that T-Mobile experience was really cool. Uh, to see where the big leaguers play and you grow up, you know, watching the Mariners and to get on that field was something special. And I know these kids will cherish it for a long time. Absolutely. Well, hopefully they'll cherish a chance to get to the uh, the state tournament and further into yep. the state tournament. So uh, again, Dan Somoza, thank you as always, and best wishes to you and the Warriors. Thank you. I appreciate all your coverage. You guys take care. There you go. That is Daniel Smoltz, the uh, head baseball coach at Edmonds Woodway. Yeah, and he's he's gotten to play in that field a few different – or coach on that field a few times. I right. think uh, once upon a time they were in the st- state semifinals when the game was actually there, the mm-hmm. state championships, and then he's, I think, taken part in that where they use it as a fundraiser, right. I want to say like three different times now. But we've had him on a couple times, I think more specifically, to talk about the, the tournament there. So – Kind of a fun deal for them, and yeah, like he said, it's it's a pretty big uh, accomplishment for him to get those seniors there and those two pitchers that he just talked about. They're they're studs, so they're the real deal. If they if they can get by by Gig Harbor, I guess I'd kind of wonder if uh, I don't know how many innings that would permit Gabler to pitch if they needed him for Game Two on Saturday, assuming that they get there. But it'll be interesting. It does change the complexion a little bit, knowing that we have a twenty team tournament now rather than a sixteen team tournament for three A. Which everybody. If they remember, we did that in basketball too. Yeah, there's so many but three A's different in baseball than basketball, in baseball. <laughs> because yeah. you have yep. the two pitcher system. But right, your 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 rotation. But yeah, you're right. I mean, for three A is such a big classification now. Now that they decided not to say okay across the board, every classification is 65 teams. Right now, it's more in ter- terms of how many kids are actually in your school and what three A is like 79 now instead of 65 or whatever it is. And right. hence the extra four teams in the tournament. So we'll see. Yeah. Edmonds one way is the 15 seed gig harbors, the 18 seed need to win that game to get to Saturday. And we'll talk more baseball. We're going to talk Archbishop Murphy baseball, a first year head coach over there who is coaching at his alma mater and some fun stuff coming up uh, with this interview here. Xander Kloss, who uh, just ran the table for Murphy in the two a district one championship uh, over the weekend. We'll do that next. Prep Sports Weekly right here on KRKO. Tired of doing battle in the kitchen every night? Time to surrender and take the family to the Buzz Inn Steakhouse. The Buzz Inn is open for indoor dining with mouth-watering hand-cut Angus steaks, chicken, seafood, burgers, sandwiches, and all-day breakfast. Relax while the Buzz Inn takes on the hazardous cleanup duty. And with nine locations, there's a Buzz Inn near you. Check out the menu ahead of time at buzzinsteakhouse.com. Dine in or take out the Buzz Inn Steakhouse, where you always get a great deal on a great meal. As a business owner, you know a different side of restaurants than most people. You know the long nights, the stressful days, the grease fires in the kitchen. And still, you keep the orders coming and the service friendly. But sometimes you need a little help. 
The food service equipment professionals at Hattrick Northwest are dedicated to serving Snohomish County restaurants by giving them the proper guidance and sincere answers they need when it comes to food service equipment. We know food service because we've done food service. Hattrick Northwest. When you call us, you get us. Find us online at hattrick-northwest.com. Ace Hardware is a helpful place with prompt, friendly service and the brand names you know and trust, such as Steel, Scott's, Miracle Grow, Toro, DeWalt, Milwaukee, Yeti, Traeger, Weber, Big Green Egg, Clark and Kensington Paint, Magnolia Paint by Joanna Gaines, Benjamin Moore Paint, Duracell Automotive Keys, and many, many more. When you visit Ace Hardware, you'll be greeted at the door and given the help you need. So come visit us at Ace Hardware in Lake Stevens, Evergreen Way in Everett, and now Stanwood. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Do you know a high school or college student looking for a summer job? GSR Rentals in Monroe is looking for full-time and part-time help. Working in the rental yard, setting up and delivering tents, chairs, and tables for events. No experience necessary, very competitive pay, and a great, fun work environment. For over 20 years, GSR Rentals has been a staple in party and equipment rentals. And with a reputation like that, GSR Rentals needs more help. Get that summer job checked off your list. Go to GSRParty.com for more information. GSRParty.com. Hiring now. GSR Rentals is an equal opportunity employer. Coming to the historic Everett Theater, Saturday, May 21st, Croce Plays Croce. The music of Jim Croce, his son AJ, and songs that inspired them both, all performed by AJ Croce. Get your tickets online at yourhet.org. Croce Plays Croce, Saturday, May 21st at the historic Everett Theater. Get your tickets by going to yourhet.org. We have two teams in Snohomish County that won district championships in baseball over the weekend. This one wasn't necessarily as expected for a lot of us here. This is a team that won three games all of last season, and right now they are calling themselves district champs, and they're heading to the state tournament. The 2A District 1 champion, Archbishop Murphy Wildcats, and joining us right now, not only is he the head coach for the Archbishop Murphy team this year, he's also an alum, and he played on a state championship team here. Xander Klaus, and Xander, first of all, congratulations on the win over the weekend. And I don't know where to even begin with you. I guess I'm going to ask you about taking the job to begin with. Yeah. Your alma mater, you love this place. Your wife graduated from here. Yep. You know what the team did last year. What were your thoughts when you took this job? So, and then when did you take this job, I guess I should ask? So I took the job uh, at the end of last year. We had an interim head coach, uh, Steve Van Rinsom, whose kid was on the team. I thought was doing an awesome job. Um, his kid... Uh, is at the University University of Oregon now. So Steve is a proud father. Probably wanted to watch him on Friday, Saturday, Sundays. They got a really good team. So just being a part of that, uh, he stepped away. And so I kind of was volunteering uh, and stepped right in. So you stepped right into a situation where the team struggled last year. So what were your thoughts going into the season once this team started to get together? Did you start to see something even when they were practicing preseason? When did you know that, hey, maybe we got a little something going here this year? And this is a different Murphy team than last year. For sure. Yeah, we got a good, a lot of good young talent uh, mixed in with some really good senior leadership. We had two seniors that uh, didn't play last year. 
uh, that ended up playing this year coming out that have really helped us Matthias Bolton and Colin Hightower, uh, our leadoff hitter and our three hitter. So it's nice to have those guys coming back to play uh, and really giving us a shot and kind of a boost offensively that we didn't really have uh, yeah. last year. And anytime Murphy plays district playoffs, it's always kind of a wild card for this school because you're the, the 2A school that plays in Wesco 3A. You play against all these teams during the regular season. Then you go off north and you play against an entirely different group of teams. You go, I think you were the number three seed going into the district playoffs. What were your thoughts about that? And what did you know about some of those teams up north? Yeah, so I know uh, Linden's always good. Anna is always good. Burlington Edison. Uh, they just have a good baseball culture up there so I know for us having the ability to play in the 3A uh, schedule playing Monroe, Snohomish, Arlington, Everett, uh, Snoh yeah, Snohomish, a, a bunch of really good teams that are really well coached uh, by guys who've been there a long time so uh, we split a bunch of those series but definitely well fought tough victories against kind of bigger schools than us and then I think our kind of mentality going into the back to the 2A district playoffs is we knew that they're going to be good teams so ultimately you just got to play good baseball and kind of trust uh, what we've been doing for the year. So you defeat Anacortes by a score of two to one in the semifinals and you mentioned to me that uh, and you were a pretty darn good ball player here I might add you played college ball afterwards uh, a pitcher you went to Bellevue Community College and then Liberty back in uh, Virginia you mentioned that the Anacortes coach recognized you right? Yeah he did so I definitely had uh a really fun career here uh, around a lot of good teammates who went on to play uh, professional baseball, Division One baseball all over the country. R remind so, us of some names. Give us some names of guys you played with. So Trevor Morrison is one of them. Uh, he went to Oregon State. Alex Galgano uh, went to the University of Washington for a time. Uh, Levi Mavoris went to Kansas State. Uh, and then, yeah, I, I would say that was kind of the nucleus. So what did the coach say to you after the game? Was it before or after the Anacortes coach recognized who you were? Uh, it was definitely before the game. So, yeah, trying to kind of hide my smile. Uh, I think it just it gives us, as a program, uh, our boys knowing how tough of teams they really are. Even it's 2A, 3A, it doesn't matter. you got to play baseball. So definitely had some umpires walking out to me too recognizing so <laughs> don't mind that we'll take anything we can get yeah then you get to the championship game and of course you you mentioned that you always know Linden's stuff you've played against Linden in the past uh, did you beat them in a state championship game once upon a time we did yeah that was probably one of the most emotional games I've been a part of uh, just swings back and forth uh, the entire game and I really believe fr uh, Saturday almost matched it tough because it's not a state championship game uh, if we keep playing well I know that there's a chance that we might play them again uh, a matchup you look forward to because they're so fun but you don't know if your heart can take it <laughs> I can imagine it, yeah well tell me about the matchup a little bit it went extra innings you played into the eighth and I, I guess I got to give you a little hard time because you were telling me about it first you uh, yeah. you're the third base coach too and you, you mentioned you pride yourself on, on doing a good job over there you you felt like you almost uh, gave it away there in the eighth and you made the guys kind of cover cover the coaches back on that one right yeah definitely uh, there was a play where they really crash on bump plays and so we had hit a leadoff double to start the inning uh, and right away I'm cueing our guy to look and see if he's crashing he of course does crash uh, and they pull a spin move I send our guys and it's a bang bang play at third base uh, getting the first out of the inning you never want to get the first or third one 
out at third, so definitely a tough one to swallow. Uh, but I still think after that moment, obviously, our team believed uh, they could still get it done even with one out. I say all the time, even with two outs, double-double. Like an inning's never over, especially in high school baseball. So uh, give, give us a shout-out here. Who scored the winning run? How did the winning run come across? So the winning run uh, was A.J. Baumbach. He was a, a freshman pinch runner for us, courtesy runner uh, for Max Rodabaugh, getting on with a hit-by-pitch. Uh, we advanced him over to third base. Uh, Got a little bit lucky with a wild pitch. Uh, he was ready for it. He took off right away and ended up scoring the go-ahead run. Uh, but there was definitely some drama in the bottom of the half. Well, yeah, yeah. you mentioned the, the freshman gets the winning run. You had a freshman pitcher on the bump, right? And yes. Tell me a little bit about Reese Logston and what he did. I think it was the seventh and eighth inning. You said he was in some pressure situations and came through, correct? Yep, definitely got a shout-out Sam Hershberger uh, first. He was our starting pitcher, sophomore. Uh, he went five innings pitch, one or run, and he's pitched some JV, some varsity this year. So for him to be able to just step up and do just a phenomenal job to get us that deep in a game, uh, knowing what the kind of matchup was, them having a really good pitcher on the mound, you want definitely to have, you feel like your best pitcher on the mound at the end of the game. So uh, Reese came into relief and he's kind of been nails all year long uh, and pressure spots, guys on base, no outs, uh, being able to get out of that second and third, one out, being able to get out of those situations. So uh, that, I think it was the first time we've had bases loaded, 3-0, one pitch away from the game being over uh, and having to be able to pitch out of that. But I truly do think the entire team in that 3-0 count knew he was going to throw a strike and at least give us a chance. I mean, that's one of the biggest thing I preach from our pitchers is throw strikes. We're going to defend it. It's your job to be in the zone. If you walk a guy, you can't defend it. Uh, so just giving us a chance, and he did a phenomenal job from there. Uh, had a pickoff play too, right? Had a pickoff at first as well. Good little move there. Uh, got their guy. Uh, and if you can take any any out, especially late in the game, just like they did to us, taking, taking outs where you don't have to work as hard for them, it's awesome. It really helps the team. So, again, you guys have been kind of flying under the radar all year. So give us some names. I and mean, when you mentioned some of the freshmen already, and I see Max Rodabaugh's name quite a bit. Who are some of the other guys we're watching on any given day if we're, or if we're going down, for that matter, to watch you guys in, at State this weekend? Yeah, I would definitely, uh, hitting-wise, look for a Colin Hightower. Uh, big dude, third baseman, uh, been a DH for us, really has smashed the ball all year long. So any at-bat where he's at the plate, I feel really comfortable uh, with the chance he's going to give us. And then on the mound, uh, we are going to start Reese Logs and he'll be starting that game. Uh, win or go home, so whatever it takes to win that first one, we're going to use everything we got uh, and then kind of reassess from there. So give us the itinerary. You guys played. I, I tried to send Linwood down to Vancouver yeah. earlier in my interview, and I messed up there at Mount Side. Uh, you guys are the ones in Vancouver. Yeah. You're playing down at Clark College, a 10 a.m. game, so you get the early morning game. So what does the itinerary look like? I'm assuming. I think it's the 1 p.m. game. Oh, you're the 1 p.m. game. I, I okay. We are the 1 p.m. game, but okay. we're actually we will be down there for the 10 a.m. game. Right, three-hour drive. I think I'm going to get the boys up. Uh, we got two vans heading down there. Some boys are. They got their families going down there early Friday night, so they're going to stay with them, stay the night. But I think the vast majority of guys are going to be waking up with me 6 a.m., getting on the vans, heading down there, getting there early, getting a breakfast down there, just getting their feet under them, kind of watch some baseball, starting to kind of feel the atmosphere, and then hopefully play as good as we've played all year. Good to be young so they can pull that off. But are you? Are, do you worry about a situation like that? Was there talk about maybe going the night before to – Get them, a, get them a nice overnight sleep, or is yeah. it better to sleep in their own bed on a night? You've been through it, so you I, want to stay yeah. champion, so you tell me. I, you know, I think when you show up, uh, it's, it is nice to get there the night before, uh, so, sometimes, but exactly, sleeping in your own bed. I know I got a baby at home, so I'm definitely going <laughs> to enjoy the night before. Uh, 
with my wife and with my kid and then yep get up early in the morning the boys should know when the game starts you got to click that switch on and play as hard as you can on that given day i know it's only monday we're five days away still what do we know about uh west valley uh it looks like they got a pretty good pitcher uh from what i can tell uh like i said when you're playing and loser go home you feel like you're going to get everybody's best shot uh, and so you want to just throw a bunch of strikes, let your team defend it, control what you can control. Don't worry about any of the umpire calls. Uh, just play as hard as you can, knowing that that could be your last game of the season. Uh, that's not necessarily what we're focused on here. We're more focused on how fun it's going to be, if we can continue to advance the experiences that you can have and then create for yourself if you can play seven or more hard innings of baseball. And lastly, we always like to do this on the show. Give a shout out to some of your coaches you're working with too. Ooh, Marcus McCannell and Tyler Van Rensum. They've been so awesome. 22-year-old 22, 22 Tyler, 24-year-old uh, Marcus, and then I'm 27. So definitely a really young staff, but just brings energy and passion for baseball. A bunch of really love the Mariners, really big <laughs> baseball fans. Go, I mean, Marcus is that, I think, he's season ticket holder. So uh, just being around the game and having boys that appreciate it and really do love it as much as you. Hopefully that can wear off on some of our boys here. And finally, I've got to ask you, so you just recently moved back into the neighborhood not too long ago, married your, uh, your high school sweetheart. Yep, you both went, went to went school to, here. Went to senior prom with her. They just had, so we finished the Linden game and it was prom night. Oh, wow. Okay. So we had a bunch of guys right after the game. The game got pushed back a couple times. They're like, are you kidding me? Right. <laughs> so obviously, uh, of course it's going to happen. And then it goes into extra innings. So they were I'm sure just so fired up to be going back to prom uh, with a W. So you're hanging out with these guys here. You're coaching at your alma mater. You're married. You've got a, a little one at home. You live in the neighborhood oh, again. Man. So we oh, actually, we yep, me and my wife, we named him after the teacher's uh, classroom we met in. Just so, keeps getting better and better I know, here. I know. So, <laughs> well, yeah. that was going to lead to my next question. How good is it to be you right now? Are you, are you able to kind of in the moment kind of soak all this in, or is it something you look back on once you get to the summer? Yeah, I think uh, you definitely you got to be where your feet are. And, like, obviously having a kid at home when I'm at home, trying to give him and my wife everything I got and all my attention. It's definitely – I know she knows it can be tough when there's – baseball going on and playoff baseball you're trying to figure out lineups and figure out matchups and sending scattering reports and all that stuff so definitely uh yeah just trying to be where my feet are uh and then especially when we're in a winner go home game trying to get once again give it everything we got i'm gonna sneak one last question in. you've won a state championship you got a young team here yeah. you know what it takes to win a state championship is this team capable of that obviously it's it's single elimination so any at any given time anything can happen how do you feel about these guys right now in, in terms of that so I feel pretty good you got to win the game right in front of you so as if you were just to say we're playing a team and we got to win that game I feel pretty good with my team's chances and you got to do that four times so uh, yeah I we've definitely improved as the years gone on we face tough competition we feel like we played in a lot of close baseball games. Uh, there's a lot of belief for each other. So I definitely think anything's possible. I know, I've, I know the route, how to do it. Uh, and I would love to give these guys that same experience I had. There we go. So Xander Klaus, the manager, the head coach of the Archbishop Murphy Wildcat baseball team, heading to state Saturday, 1 p.m. start time down at Clark College against West Valley from Spokane. Coach, thanks for your time. Best wishes. Appreciate you. 
supporting the community. It's important now more than ever. That's why the law offices of Dale Wagner and Stanwood proudly supports local high school sports. Since 2005, the team at the law offices of Dale Wagner have been helping their local community with their disability and workman's compensation claims. So if you've been injured on the job in Island, Skagit, or Snohomish County and need help getting the benefits you deserve, look no further than the disability and workman's compensation attorney team at the law offices of Dale Wagner in Stanwood. To find out more, go to dalewagnerlaw.com and go Spartans! Locally owned, veteran owned. The hometown handyman is proud to support local sports. Student athletes are an inspiration to us all, playing for their community and their teammates, showing good sportsmanship and working hard in the classroom and in practice. The hometown handyman believes in hard work and integrity, supporting community, seniors, veterans, and first responders. If you've got items on your to-do list that need to be crossed off, go to hometownhandymanpnw.com and support local. Hometownhandymanpnw.com. Hello there, I'm Brian Reed, your local Everett Allstate Insurance Agent. I can help you with your home, condo, renters, boat, auto, motorcycle, life insurance, and even ATV insurance. But you may not need all those. I'll work with you to find the exact insurance that is right for you. You're unique. Your insurance should be also. Call me, Brian Reed, with Allstate Insurance in Everett at 425-337-4646. The thrill, the excitement, the bragging right. Everett 3 on 3, presented by Boeing. Rocking the streets of downtown Everett this July. The sport that's taken the world by storm right in the heart of Everett for all ages and abilities. Go to Everett3on3.net and register your team. Sign up to volunteer or become a sponsor. July 9th and 10th in the heart of downtown, it's Everett 3 on 3, presented by Boeing. Go to Everett3on3.net. That's Everett3on3.net. This weekend is the perfect time to redecorate your home. During Erickson Furniture's Holiday Savings Event, get our lowest prices on living rooms, bedrooms, dining rooms, and mattresses. All holiday sale priced for instant savings. Pay by cash, check, bank card, even with no interest financing for one full year. The quality furniture and mattress set you've always wanted is on sale now. During Erickson Furniture's Holiday Savings Event at 2015 Broadway in Everett and online at ericksonfurniture.com. Prep Sports Weekly continues here on this uh, Monday night. I tried to look for the uh, Baseball Tonight theme, but I couldn't, I couldn't find it. <laughs> the Prep Sports Weekly theme works just fine, though. It's almost Baseball Tonight tonight. It feels like it tonight, and why not, right? We're sure. talking to four uh, four different teams, four different coaches, and a few players who are all heading to the state tournament this week, including a, a team right now that hasn't been there since 1998. Matt Brennan, the head coach for Stanwood. And, and Coach, how does this sound? The Stanwood Spartans are state-bound. Oh, it's amazing. I love hearing that, you know. Um, all year we watch other teams um, get their send-offs to state, and, you know, I've been around the school a long time, and I just wanted to be a part of that, you know. I've, it's always fun sending them off, but I wanted to be the one being sent off this time. I wanted that for the guys. It's great. Around the school, how long? A long time. Um, this is my 27th year at the high school. That's a long time. Yeah. It is a long time. It's starting to feel that way. But yeah. It, but it's not your 27th year as the baseball coach. So tell us a little bit about that. Why why now? Well, um, you know, I just I've been there uh, since 95. Um, I teach the CTE Health Sciences. And yeah, I was the athletic trainer for 
uh, 26 years and just started to kind of get back into baseball. Um, I coached um, in the late 90s there, the Junior Legion team. So the, the high school guys, I, just, I took it over in the summer and did that for a number of years and then just started raising a family and um, didn't have the time to devote to that. So just had to stick to career. Then my sons, uh, Matthew and Luke, started playing and uh, I was able to get in and help with them and get back into it, um, coaching some select. And uh, just kind of just took a little a career turn there, you know, and uh, just it was always something I wanted to do more of, and um, it was just the right time. Well, tell us a little bit about what it means. I mean, we talked to we talked to another coach a little while ago. They've been four straight years, and you got this team over here that continuously is is always one of the top teams, and they're always going to have a school that hasn't gone in that long of a period of time. I've got to think, just within the community itself too, it's got to just mean that much more, doesn't it? It sure does. I mean, it Stanwood's a special place um, when. When you have success in Stanwood, um, the community um, recognizes it, and they get behind you, and they make you feel, you know, they make everybody feel special. The players get attention, and um, and they're behind you regardless. Uh, but in a in a town like ours, you know, when we do things like a you know, football team, for example, um, hadn't gone in 24 years to the state playoffs, and uh, you know, it's just a really big deal. There's a buzz, and it's just that much more special. Um, you know, I, I would sure like to be that program that goes every year. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Um, and we're working towards that. But uh, this is really special. Um, we're having so much fun with it. The community is just great here. Well, and I was reading an article that I, I think it was Evan Caldwell that wrote it. It probably was. He does such a great job writing stories around there. But uh, an article from when you were first hired three years ago, and you kind of talked about building up the the youth programs around there. And so many of these teams, and we see it time and time again, there's a reason why some of the teams are, are constantly the ones that are competing, right? And that's because they start to build it at the age of 9, 10, 11, 12, and all the way up until the high school. You guys haven't necessarily had that maybe as much as like an Arlington or some of the other communities. You kind of went out of your way to change that, though, didn't you? Yeah, I did. And first of all, um, thanks for mentioning Evan. He does such a great job. For 100%. <laughs> Oh, he covers all of our sports, and uh, he deserves that. Um, so, yeah, I started the Stanwood Cannons. Um, we started a feeder program, and uh, it's, it really was born with um, my son Matthew and his age group. Um, they're all juniors now. Um, and so I was coaching them in fifth, sixth, seventh grade. And once I, uh, I took the job, um, I... I would always wanted to start a Legion program back up in Stanwood, and I was asking the previous coach if I could do that for him. And then the job came open, and it just made it just made sense for me to do it anyways. And uh, to have a feeder program like that in place is just key because, especially in a community like Stanwood, where you know all the all the people that are involved with it, and so you can we can develop coaches. You know who who know how to teach the game correctly and to these to these players and teach the fundamentals and understand what you're looking for in a player. You know um, as far as skills and character. Um, and so the Cannons program. You know we have a nine U team all the way up to our high school team now, and that's just something that um, you have to have in place. And I've always tried to um, copy because our basketball program is. I was just going to ask to say that too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
and so Zach Ward, you know, um, and Nate Desheen and all those guys, you know, I've watched them and um, I admire them for what they've done and I, and I see what they do year round. And so baseball has to have that same thing. If you really want to have success, you got to find the times of year that you're doing this. Okay. This time of year, we're doing winter training. We're, we're developing arm strength and um, in the summer we're playing ball. Who's playing where? It'd be great if they're playing for me, but if they're not, they're <laughs> playing somewhere else, you know? Um, so it's really important. Sure. Well, let's talk a little bit about this journey this season, or more or less this week, really. Let's start with Mason Goodson here. Uh, this kid had a, had himself a week. You were in a loser-out game back on Tuesday. You needed to win that one just to have a chance to get to state. Goes out and throws a no-hitter for you, and then he comes back and pitches again on Saturday. Talk a little bit about your your junior pitcher. Huh, huge, I'm telling you. Um, and he's one of those guys that was um, with us back in 6th and 7th grade, and, and he's just develop into such a great player um and he worked so hard um in his in the off season um training himself uh, to be a pitcher and um what a huge performance at oak harbor we did not expect that i mean we we always expect a strong performance from mason um you know he's a strikeout pitcher um and we know that uh, he's going to get that but for him to have he just had so much um poise that day um and he's had that throughout the season but boy it was just so evident that day and clutch for us and then to come back three days later and get it done for us on saturday i mean we knew we had to do that you know we had to throw our best out there and he just kind of emerged as the guy we we have a great pitching staff really strong um but we hadn't had anybody stand out as like i'm the guy um and Mason certainly did that this week. Yeah, a 6-4 victory for you guys over, 6-3 victory over Meadowdale to clinch the state berth. Before we let you go, we do want to get some other names out. I know this is never easy for coaches to uh, single people out, but if you could, who are some of the players we're watching? If we're, For instance, if we're down in Kelso tomorrow, and we'll get to this game in a minute, Who? what other Spartans have been key contributors this year? Well, you got, besides Mason, um, we've had some solid catching from our sophomore catcher, Braden Requa. Um, Saturday, you know, some of the things that don't that go unseen are, you know, he didn't have any pass balls. Um, you know, he stopped everything, and they had the bases loaded in the first inning on us. You know, that that becomes really important. Um, so we're really happy with with his catching. Brant Gilbertson, um, a senior, um, is our shortstop, and uh, one of he's our number two or number three. Gosh, I can't even number them. You know, they're just all right there, um, and he's been. Um, really important for us this year. Cam Bailey over at first base, another senior, um, big, big, tall, athletic kid, um, swinging the bat well, and a great first baseman. Um, and then Aiden O'Neill and uh, Matthew Brennan, our pitching staff. You know, Matthew's been a reliever for us um, and has saved us many times. And Aiden's going to be pitching for us tomorrow. Um, he's starting on the mound. So um, those are some names, you know, and. Uh, those guys have performed well for us this year, and we have some outfielders that are starting to get their bats going, like Trayton Mascarenas, um, our second baseman, Tristan Stevenson, solid. Um, so I, our strength is our defense, for sure, and uh, they've, they've really shown it all year. We should mention Matthew is your son, so it's got to be kind of fun for you to get to experience State with him as well. Oh, yeah, what a ride. Um, you know, we... We had so much fun um, when we were playing Archbishop Murphy, and that game was for the, the league title. And Matthew went out and threw three plus innings to uh, to get the win for us in relief. 
and uh, to go out there and celebrate on the mound with him. And then the other day, um, he finished the game for us, and, and to just share that with your son is a pretty special moment that you just can't script that. And uh, um, I just um, attribute that to his the work he's done to become uh, the pitcher he is, you know, and, and he's he's the reason why we were able to enjoy that moment. Um, can I give my coaches a little uh, shout-out? Well, I was just going to ask you. Please do. Yeah. yeah um, so a guy that's been there from the beginning with me, uh, Frank Silvestri, we coached a long time ago together uh, when I was coaching Legion, and his son uh, was playing with us, and he coached at Skagit and with Stanwood with Tony Wolden. Um, and so he's been there from the beginning. He's a great pitching coach, and he took it upon himself this year um, that he was going to uh, really work our infielders. Um, and he just wanted to pick up the pace for that and take it over if he could. And I said, absolutely. Um, and it has shown um, with our defense. It's a, um, he's just made an incredible difference. Um, Ramon Sepulveda um, has also been helping us and uh, is really good with the pitchers and working the bullpens for us and scripting um, mock games and simulations with them. Dalen McDonald um, is been with me for through the summers and we've been able to pull him up to the varsity this year to coach with us and he works with the infielders um so our coaching staff we have a lot of coaches and we're just so fortunate to have them because they work really hard and make these guys better and final question before we let you go here tomorrow you got to travel down to kelso it's 16 versus 17 so unfortunately they gave the nod to Kelso over you, which means you got to go on the road instead. I'm guessing yeah. you guys don't mind too much. You get to play a game, but uh, what does the itinerary look like for a Tuesday when you have to play? I would assume it's a four o'clock game. It's a four o'clock game, yeah. And so I was upset with the seating for about thirty seconds. Then I said, you know, <laughs> if they told me we had to play in Nome tomorrow, I'd go. <laughs> we just, you know, we're we're in. You know, so great. We get to. It's actually going to be a. It makes the experience better for the boys. Um, you know, they get to have a send off at the school, um, and we're gonna we're gonna be leaving about 9 a.m. Um, takes probably a good three hours to get there. We want to eat some lunch. Kelso lets us use their batting cages, so we'll we'll take BP at, from two to three, get on the field at three, and do our regular pregame, and then it's game time and beat Kelso at four o'clock. There we go. We should point out too, uh, knowing high school students, uh, they don't mind getting out of school early either. That's not a problem. No, they didn't break <laughs> their heart at all. And there's testing this week, and you know the first question was, "Do we get out of school Tuesday?" You know, so um, you know we got a we have a charter bus um, thanks to the shortage of bus drivers, and so well, you know it should be a good day. Steve, <laughs> let's go focus on baseball. <laughs> yeah, you guys want to hop on? <laughs> Wouldn't be such a bad trip. And hey, Kelsey, nothing wrong with that either. So, well, again, hey, very cool that you guys get this experience. It's been 24 years since Stanwood has been to the state tournament, and. Uh, Mark Brennan, or Matt Brennan, you've done a fantastic job there, so congratulations on all your successes, and uh, hopefully we're still talking about you guys next weekend. Oh, by the way, if you beat Kelso, uh, the number one team in the state, West Seattle's waiting for you on Saturday, and we hope you get that opportunity. Bring them on. <laughs> You're <laughs> going to get to see us play them. We're coming home with a W tomorrow. We're confident. We're going to go play hard and, uh, and uh, get that first state win for Stanwood. Absolutely. Well, Matt Brennan, again, congratulations, the Stanwood head, head baseball coach, and uh, safe travels down to Kelso tomorrow. All right, thanks, guys. You bet. There we go. Baseball tonight. 
Yeah, we did it. We did a whole basic. Yeah, we, like you said, we didn't have the theme song, but uh, might as well have. So a lot, lot of fun. And uh, again, this is a special time of sure. year. And a lot of teams we're not used to talking about at the state tournament, which is kind of cool. Today's show brought to you by Allstate Insurance Agent Brian Reed, Dale Wagner Law Office, GSR Rental in Monroe, Ace Hardware Stores in Lake Stevens, Everett and Stanwood, Glass by Lund, by the Snohomish County PUD, Erickson Furniture, the Buzz Inn Steakhouse, Hat Trick Northwest, the Law Office of Russell and Hill, Mike Dixon Farmers Insurance, Hometown Handyman, and by Screen Printing Northwest. And who did we have on the show tonight, Steve? Tonight on the show, we had the Linwood Royals baseball team, head coach Scott Watson, uh, their assistant coach Todd Coleman, players Mason Lang, Tommy McMahon, Jace Hampson, and Keenan Masters. We then talked to three different baseball coaches who are all going to state. Dan Samoza for Edmonds Woodway, Xander Klaus for Archbishop Murphy, and then Matt Brennan for Stanwood. Want to also mention Mount Lake Terrace qualified for state. We had yep. them on the show last week. Yep. Also, we've got five soccer teams that made it to state. Uh, we were going to try to do some soccer stuff tonight. It kind of fell through, but Shorecrest, Edmonds Woodway, Monroe, and Kamiak all playing at State this week, so we wish them all the best. Good luck to everybody going to State. We're back with you next Monday night, Aquasox Baseball, tomorrow night at Funco Field. For Steve Willits, I'm Tom Lafferty. Good night from Everett. KRKO Everett, K237GN, AM 1380, and FM 95.3. Your music. James Taylor, Chicago. Beatles. Huey Lewis. Now, more of Everett's greatest hits. K-R-K-O.
Doobie Brothers. Listen to the music. More of Everett's greatest hits. KRKO.